We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. We knew right away that we wanted to do strength conditioning and a throwing program for the baseball and softball community. It wasn't something we were trying to back into or all of a sudden learn. We knew we were really good at these coaching these skills from the get-go. And the fact that we're in the same business and the employees are all on the same page, you know, we can write a program based off of what a kid needs, not just getting him stronger or faster from a general sense. It's what does this kid need? On the pitching end, we can say, hey, this kid needs such and such. He needs to do this or that better. A lot of times it turns out it's not something that needs to be fixed in the baseball cage or on the throwing mound. It actually needs to be fixed in the weight room. What's up, guys? This is a live edition of One Royal Way here on Kansas City Sports Network. I'm Joel Penfield. Thank you all so much for tuning in either live here on YouTube or on the audio side later after uh, after this is done. But reacting to the trade deadline here uh, just passed here at 5 o'clock uh, East or, uh, Central Time, so we're a little, little over an hour after. Some more trades have, have trickled in here. But the big news is the Royals right at the buzzer at it was right at 501 central mark feinzand of mlb.com reported that the royals traded Whit merrifield reported later by ken rosenthal uh, that he was going to the toronto blue jays which if you followed the saga over the last couple of weeks was incredibly ironic but he is now a toronto blue jay they got two guys back uh samad taylor who was a middle infielder uh second base mainly a second baseman that spent time in AAA. Uh, he is now going to be in Omaha. And then Max Castillo, who is a pitcher that's gotten a cup of coffee at the big leagues this year, uh, I believe he's appeared in nine games, started two. Uh, so a, a nice piece there. And he is on the 40-man roster, and he's going to uh, to Omaha. He is not going right away to the 
uh, to the big league club in Kansas City. So at this point, the Royals' 40-man roster is filled. The trade deadline is done. There's another quick move that was made that was announced about 20 minutes ago. I'll get to later, but Witt is the main piece here that was moved. It was a move the Royals needed to make. They had to, to go, and they had enough expendable pieces with Scott Barlow, Michael A. Taylor, Whit Merrifield, obviously, was getting moved. And for a while, it felt all day. There was some talk from some insiders that the Royals could be busy today uh, with teams calling in on guys like Brad Keller, Josh Stomont, Scott Barlow, Whit Merrifield, Michael A. Taylor. And it, all day, we're, I'm sitting around waiting, and nothing had been said. There, there was no. There were a bunch of other trades that had gone on, some crazy trades that had happened over the last couple of days. I felt like the Royals were just sitting on their hands. They weren't going to do anything, and we were going to sit around now, and I wouldn't be talking about a trade. I'd be talking about why the heck the Royals kept all these guys, but they make a move for Whit Merrifield, which was a move they needed to make, and a good opportunity for the Royals to kind of move on. Uh, and it, I know that things kind of soured at the end uh, with Whit Merrifield, given the way that uh, he talked about going to the Toronto series and or lack thereof and talking about, you know, it just seemed like he, he wanted to get out. So this was probably mutually beneficial for all parties. The Royals move on. They get to their youth movement. They get to add in, you know, a guy from AAA or possibly just keep Michael Garcia up and let him get everyday time. He's actually kind of held his own for the most part at the big league level. So that's there. And Whit Merrifield now gets a chance at two playoff chases because he's signed beyond this year. So he, he gets the opportunity to go and hopefully play in the playoffs for Toronto this year and even next year too. So that is, uh, that's the main aspect of this. And I, I see a comment in here on YouTube. And if you have any other questions and things you want me to answer here, drop them in the chat. Tucker will, will send them on screen so I can answer them for you. But see a question that, you know, something here that says it's kind of sad to see Wit gone. I'm not necessarily sad, but it is going to be a little weird. I mean, you consider from 2017 on, Wit's been in there pretty much every day, played over 550 consecutive games uh, for this team, and never was close to playing for the playoffs, but still manned the post every day. Uh, you know, won a couple batting titles, led the league in, you know, or hits titles, over 200 hits multiple years, led the league in stolen bases two or three times, manned the post every day for a losing ball club and a losing franchise for four or five years. There is something to be said for what he was able to do there. And now he has an opportunity to move on and move on to the next chapter of his career as he's coming out of his prime. So that's there. A couple other trades that the Royals made yesterday. They traded Emmanuel Rivera for Luke Weaver of the Arizona Diamondbacks. A move that I didn't expect whatsoever. Emmanuel Rivera felt like a guy the Royals could keep around. And, you know, I don't know if he was going to be an everyday guy. I don't think he ever profiled as that, but he'd hit pretty well over the last month. Really hit well against lefties, so it felt like there was an opportunity that he could be the bench corner infield type that the Royals kind of stick around and could be that type, but... The, the Arizona Diamondbacks maybe feel there's an opportunity for him to start and see something in him that the Royals didn't. So there's that. And they go and get Luke Weaver, who was a couple of years ago, one of the main pieces in the Paul Goldschmidt trade uh, from St. Louis to Arizona. And it just hasn't really panned out for him. Career ERA north of 4-5. I think it's around 4-7. ERA is around 7 this year. They moved him to the bullpen, and it seems like he's profiled pretty well there. He hasn't done a ton there. Uh, I think he's only started a couple of games, mostly been out of the bullpen this year. But that's a good buy low candidate for me. 
I'm I'm fine with making that move if you want to go and see what you have in him. And he's still under club control through next year, I believe, and possibly 24. So for me, that that's a move that's perfectly fine if you want to go and take a chance on a, on somebody like that. That's a pretty even trade for me. I don't. I'm not. I'm not upset losing on out on Emmanuel Rivera, considering I don't think he's a starter long term. And then about 20 minutes ago, it was announced that Cam Gallagher is going to the San Diego Padres, who have been making moves left and right over the last couple of days. He's now going to be their backup catcher. The Royals get Brent Rooker, uh, who is an outfielder. He's 27 years old, currently playing in AAA. He's been up and down with the Padres. Also has gotten some time in uh, Minnesota. Uh, I know that he started there for a couple of years, you know, kind of up and down. He's kind of a quad A type guy. Ton of power potential, pretty good athlete, but a ton of swing and miss. So maybe this is a, a scenario where Drew Saylor can work his magic and the Royals have a fourth outfield type uh, to go along with an Edward Olivares uh, there in the future that you can rotate in. He's a lefty. So there's some opportunities there for some platoon. But those are the moves the Royals made. And I'm glad that they made at least a big move in Whitmerfield, but I feel like there was some missed opportunities. You had, you had a great chance to go and get something for Scott Barlow or Josh Stamont or Amir Garrett or my, or you package them with a Michael A. Taylor or even a Brad Keller. There was some talk that, that teams were interested in him. And given that it was a really a seller's market, teams overpaid for some of these relievers. The, the best example was the Blue Jays going and getting Zach Pop and Anthony Bass from the Marlins for Jordan Groshans, a guy that I really wanted the Royals to go and trade for because that's another perfect candidate for, for Drew Saylor to work with, and now he's going down to Miami. Teams overpaid for relievers, and the Royals held on to him. Now, they've done this in the past. Dayton Moore and J.J. Piccolo really don't trade relievers when they should. It's just a, 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 the nature of the way they've run this organization since Dayton Moore has taken over. They held on to Joaquin Story for too long. My opinion, I think they held on to Wade Davis for too long. Now it seems like they're holding on to Scott Barlow and Josh Stomont for too long rather than going and trading them at their peak value and going and getting something for them because relievers are so important in a playoff chase. So at the end of the day, the Royals still hold on to a, a pretty good bullpen piece. I still like Barlow. It's not like I'm wishing him gone or Josh Stomont gone. But when you look at the, the volatility of relievers, who knows if Josh Stomont is going to be – a part of the next good Royals team. Who knows if if Scott Barlow is a part of the next good Royals team? By you know he's already getting to the other side of thirty. I think he's twenty nine this year. So who knows if he'll be able to maintain the level of success and be the multi inning guy, high leverage guy that he is a couple of years from now. So trade him now, and he can go and help a playoff chase, and you give an opportunity to replenish your bullpen with some of these guys that maybe aren't working out as starters in the minor leagues or that have started in the major leagues and it hasn't worked and you can put them in the bullpen. So there, there were some options there. And Michael A. Taylor, the fact that he was on a two-year deal told me the Royals probably weren't going to trade him. But given that teams always want a fourth outfielder, there was, again, an opportunity for a team to overpay and maybe you could go and get something considering he's having one of his best offensive seasons from a a hitting, you know, hit tool perspective. And he's always going to be a good outfielder. So I, I'm fine with them keeping Michael A. Taylor, not upset about it, but I think the opportunity probably presented itself and the Royals held on, but that's fine. It looks like we, we have a question here uh, coming up. If, Tucker, if you could bring that up for me now. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So why do you think Kansas City didn't tear the whole thing down and trade with Michael A. Taylor? I kind of mentioned that. Uh, thank you for the question. I, I think the Royals did want to keep something you know, it's something around because they feel like these guys can help them compete next year or help them just be better next year. Uh, I think we're going to get sold that. I know that there's going to be some interviews and questions that are given to, to Dayton and JJ over the next couple of days. And I imagine they're going to say something to the effect of, we felt like we value these guys as a part of our future and a part of the team that can help us out next year, uh, maybe begin that, that competitive window. That's my best guess at this point, that they didn't want to completely tear it down because they wanted to hold on and at least be relatively competitive the rest of the year. They're not playing. They're playing about 500 ball over their last month and a half. So that's not nothing. And Scott Barlow has been a huge part of that. Now, on the on the flip side of that, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, not, I'm just not sure what they're going to do moving forward. But that's that's my best guess is they they don't really have a center fielder that they trust. I think Kyle Isbell is a good corner outfielder. I don't think he's a fantastic center fielder. So you keep Michael A. Taylor there. They don't, you know, Nate Eaton was out there and did solid, but I don't know if he's an everyday center fielder. They've trotted Nick Lofton out there in double A for a little while, but ever since they brought up, uh, they brought somebody in uh, from high A to double A. And now Nick Lofton's almost exclusively playing infield. So I, I don't know if there is a, a right answer for a center fielder right now. Maybe it is Drew Waters, and they're able to trade Michael A. Taylor this offseason, but I'm not counting on that at this point, um, especially this year. Uh, Drew Waters is going to probably stay in uh, Omaha for the rest of this year. Just let him rake, let him get comfortable, and then you can make a move, and maybe he can be your center fielder of the future uh, going into 2023. I don't really have much else to be to be honest with you guys. Uh, this is just some some quick reaction. I'll have some more elaborate thoughts later this week. I'll have an episode up on Friday of One Royal Way. But any other questions for anybody watching, please drop them in the chat. Uh, I'll wait a little bit and we'll go from there. But I'm curious what you guys think too. Uh, glad to see. I, I agree, Gavin. I'm glad that the Royals traded Whit Merrifield because I, I've been clamoring for it all year and I've been saying it, you know, at multiple times throughout the year on the podcast that. I think the Royals are going to be better off when they're able to get some of these younger players in. At this point in Whit Merrifield's career and some of these veterans' careers, the young guys are just better. And we've seen that. Whenever the Royals have been able to get 
MJ and Nick and Vinny and Kyle and Bobby all in the lineup at the same time, they are the guys that are producing. Uh, in that game, uh, I think it was on Friday, that the Royals lost one nothing to uh, the Yankees on the Aaron Judge walk-off. The Royals had four hits in that game. Two of them were MJ, one, or one was Nick, and one was Vinny. That was it. And then Brady Singer threw seven shutout innings with 10 strikeouts. So the young guys are the ones that are producing right now. The veterans really are not outside of Salvador Perez. So this is a great opportunity to see what you have in these young guys. And hopefully you, you don't have to go and make any drastic changes to the offense. You don't have to make any trades for position players. You can have those guys cost control solidified, and then you can go and pay for some pitching or make a trade with some of these, you know, maybe these younger hitters that you don't think are a part of the future, but maybe can be part of somebody else's future and go and get a cost control pitcher to come in and help solidify the rotation that way. There's plenty of options. And I think the offense is going to be good enough to help the Royals carry into this, you know, at least give us some semblance of hope going into 2023. I don't think it's going to be anything drastic, but I feel really good about seeing Vinny and Nick and MJ, Bobby and Kyle all in the lineup at the same time. And even Michael Garcia, who uh, has had his moments. He had three hits on that game on Saturday. So that's not nothing, right? And he's hitting a little more than I thought he would at this point. So there, there's some good stuff here. And I, I hope that the Royals notice that and they can keep these young guys there. They don't feel the need to try and fill and plug holes uh, like they've done in the past by just getting a bunch of one-year past their prime or reclamation project veterans. And they can just let the young guys play and fill in with, you know, a Hunter Dozier here and there or, you know, who, whoever else they, they feel is is a part of the future. But the young guys are going to be a massive part of this, and they're all producing, or at least they look the part at this point. So I'm, I'm fine with what we're seeing from those guys. I don't have any high expectations the rest of the season. I just want to see the young guys get the opportunity so we see what they have going to 2023 and hopefully – you know, have some kind of hope that the Royals can start to turn that corner. Any other questions from anybody watching here? W trades? I'm good with it. Uh, I don't have, I don't have any qualms with anything they did. I, I really don't. Maybe you could have gotten more for Andrew Benintendi, given, you know, that he was an all-star and kind of produced pretty well uh, over the, you know, over the first few months of the season, but it was a rental. They still got three solid pitching prospects out of it. Uh, and hopefully they can develop those guys. I, I'm really high on Beck Way. I like Sikama. There, there's some good pieces here. And could they have gotten more for what Merrifield they traded him three years ago? Absolutely. You could have gotten a few top five prospects. But they decided to trade him now as, you know, he's toward the end of his contract and getting on the other pride of his career, you know, out of the prime of his career. So I, I don't have many other thoughts here. I appreciate everybody watching here. Uh if you have any other questions, you can DM me or tweet at me, and I'll, I'm sure that I can elaborate more. If nothing else, look forward to uh, recording on Thursday. I believe I'll be recording with Jacob Milham of the Royals Rundown Podcast. We'll offer his thoughts, and this will be out for you guys on Friday. We'll hopefully know more about any of the roster moves that are made and some more fallout from you know the, the last few days of the trade deadline. So I appreciate everybody uh, watching this impromptu. Uh, here on YouTube, and be sure to go and check out the audio channel on Spotify and uh, iTunes. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing, and we'll talk to you all later. I appreciate it.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.